Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Shout out to my friend Jalen for the intro and outro song. Please give him a follow on Instagram at Jalen the Designer, J A L E N the Designer. He makes music, he's on Spotify too, and he's coming out with a little Valentine album. Okay, so go support him. Be on the lookout for that, and I will be as well. And also, I wanted to add in a little sponsored segment here for um anchor if you guys don't know i use anchor for my podcast anchor.fm okay a n c h o r.fm it's a platform where you can record and edit your podcast you can upload your podcast to other streaming places okay spotify apple music it'll distribute it for you you can also make money off of it and it's completely free you can also get it in the app store and you can do it on your laptop or your little phone so what are you doing if you want to start a podcast go start one because i just gave you the opportunity to go do it right right all right so, follow me on Instagram at Chalen Grant, C-H-E-Y-L-Y-N, Grant, as in, I will grant your wishes. And then also at Che has to say, C-H-E-Y has to say. Rate this podcast five stars, and I know I'm still working on the audio, but my content is good, and I promise I will keep pumping out content in the best way I know how. I don't know what that was little that was kind of funny all right anyways let's jump right in i hope you guys had a good time on new year's eve i know i did i went to a family gathering don't worry it was covid proof but i had such a good time we did hot pot and we had beef chicken pork roll and veggies with rice noodles and udon noodles I took a video of the table and it looked so elegant, 10 out of 10. Then the next night we did Korean barbecue, but I love this family so much. This is my best friend's family. I feel like I'm a part of their family. They've told me I'm part of their family. I have a different relationship with every single member of the family. I'll talk to the mom, the dad, her sister, her brother. And one of the best things that happened while I was there, I watched them all open their presents. Now, Christmas was different for me, at least. There is an extreme difference between where me and my best friend are on the financial spectrum. And I mean our families. So last year, if I would have had to watch them open their gifts, and by the way, they don't open their gifts all at once. They literally go one by one. Okay, this took like two hours. But last year, had I had to sit there and watch them, immediately I would have been looking for higher paying jobs, searching for opportunities to make more money, and overall find a way to get the things that I wanted faster. But this year, I learned to stop comparing myself to other people. I genuinely started worrying about myself. What good does it do me to worry about other people? Does it make them poorer? Does it make me any richer? 
Does it make me happier to be concerned with how they were able to get the things that they have? Absolutely not. This year, I've really been able to appreciate the things in my life. I'm constantly saying I'm abundant in wealth. I like whisper it to myself just casually like I'm abundant in wealth. I'm attracting desires into my life. And this Christmas, I kind of did. I pulled in more than half of my income from money just given to me. And the thing is, my income is 50% higher than usual and I've been working less. So yeah, I kind of did get what I wanted in a sense. And for Christmas, I got things that I actually needed. I was content. I was happy. I am happy. So why would someone else's abundance make me angry if I was already happy with what I had? I also often call myself high maintenance. Let me clear this up real quick. You will hear me say this about myself in the future. But this is for a different reason. I'm content with the things I have because I've adopted appreciation into my life. In the future, will I be able to change my oil on my own? No. Can I fix my air conditioning? No. But I am willing to do the work to where I can get to a point where I can just pay someone to do that. And I'll appreciate the things that I have and I have worked for and I continue to work for. You know, in the past, I had no clue what was going to make me happy. And I've said this before. You guys know this. It's taken me almost a decade. So as a child, growing up where I did, not believing that I was worthy, I based my worth on external validation. So I started developing this habit of comparing myself to others, but I wasn't scrutinizing myself yet. I was just jealous. It got to the point where in high school, I literally would compare myself to the people that were in my friend group. And this happened like junior or senior year. But at freshman year, I didn't have any friends to hang out with. And I adopted the skill of singing. Whether I was good or not doesn't matter. However, I could only compare myself to myself and my work. So I was happy. I was content. I was only seeing me. But then junior and senior year, I was kind of, you know, introduced to some toxic friendships and also just different circumstances that became a formula for me to begin scrutinizing myself after I was comparing myself to other people. You know, I remember when I was applying to schools and I wanted to go to a different school than the one that I ended up graduating from. You know, I got in, I found out I couldn't afford it. And I've always said this growing up because I thought this manifestation would work. I always said I never wanted money to be an object between me and a school of choice. But all my choices and options were exhausted. In turn, I began to blame the reason this occurred on everything else around me. When there were probably things I could have done in advance to secure my option. In college... I started to stop comparing myself to other people. Started to stop. I stopped comparing myself to other people because I saw a very stark difference in the kind of person I was versus my peers. The people I surrounded myself with when I first entered school really 
open my eyes. And this is not a bad thing. So I don't believe that they were very self-aware. My sense of self-awareness was heightened based on the variety of factors that I've endured in life. I'm not going to talk about them deeply on here, but I've been through a lot. I know a lot. I am very mature for my age, and this is not a an analysis where it's coming from my ego. It's something that I have noticed, my peers have noticed, I can genuinely feel. This is different, okay? But they were happy because they weren't thinking about themselves in comparison to others or juxtaposing themselves against each other mentally they never were presented with the opportunities to do that which is a good thing it's a good thing however this also stopped them from being the kind of person they present themselves to be after you first meet them what i mean by this i'm not saying anyone is fake not at all but when people typically talk about themselves in college it is a boost of what they actually are of course When we meet people, we present the best version of ourselves, and especially in college. It's different because people introduce themselves with their aspirations and plans to get there. And when you live around other people, see them constantly, you see their commitment, their drive, their belief. And in that way, It kind of dissipates and this layer disappears of the best version into who they actually are. For example, I have always known that I will make a lot of money. I am also similar to someone who has the drive of someone who will. You can see that potential is there. It's like I'm a cake that's not done baking. I like waking up early. I enjoy being productive. Right now, I'm off from school. And I started a podcast that I commit about six hours to. On top of that, I lift, I work, I save money, and it's not even about me doing everything right. It's not like, okay, I want to set myself up so that way I can retire and blah, blah, blah. No, I just want to make a lot of money because I never want to have to depend on anyone. I'm just starting the lifestyle of someone that actually makes a lot of money. And I don't even mean I just practice the lifestyle, but also my moral code and level of respect for other people. I also began to realize that these people were actually just as insecure as I was. You begin to see in college how people really live their life and conduct themselves. The confident skin begins to shed for some people. However, for me, when Ever since I was young, I was very good at masking my confidence. And not even that, but just committing to my goals, my studying, whatever it was, that's what made me look confident. That's really all college is concerned about outside of your social life. And actually, it becomes your social life. People become concerned with how you're doing in school. It affects people's moods. It affects their confidence. If they're doing well in their classes, they're going to speak up more. They're going to tell people about it. They're going to tell people how they're doing. They're happy. They're confident. And I realized in the middle of discussion with others, people would think I was so smart and wish they could have done what I had done. But, you know, I had to tell them that they had no idea what I had to go through to get 
to where I am. And I also realized that I can't compare myself to others because I don't know what they had to go through to get. And by the way, when I say early on in college, I really mean. Okay, so after this happened, I met a group of kids, not like kids. I mean, like kids my age, you know, and I love them to death. Like they're amazing. And this is where I learned to be happy with myself outside of external stimulus because I was hanging out with them all the time. And so I'm around the same people and they're making me happy every single time. And even without them, I was happy. Like during breaks, we barely speak and I'm still chilling. Like I don't need their constant attention. And that friend group kind of like also helped me evolve on my spiritual and mental and emotional journey and after that from 2019 which is when I met this specific friend group I'm talking about to 2020 I learned a lot about myself I did a lot of healing I did my work and I had a career revelation recently in the past because I was comparing myself to others so often and with other factors when I was under stress I would do what I had to do, but I would be so mentally exhausted. I thought being stressed out meant that you were mentally exhausted. I didn't know that stress didn't always have to be a bad thing. And so it was. Now I realize I am actually a very type A kind of person. I make my bed every morning. Um, I enjoy a clean space to do my work in. I enjoy planning, making lists. For a solid two months this past semester, I took on a lot more than I thought I could handle because I was working three to four times a week. And I was in school. And I had a solid workout regimen. And I got good grades. I was stressed, but overall I got everything done and I was chilling. Like, I was actually mentally okay. I was fine. And I think in the past, I had a lot of reservations that prevented me from being able to work hard. Therefore, I feared hard work. Now, I'm facing a different type of hard work. And it is a type that I do not like. As I have graduated with my bachelor's in political science, I was going to get my master's degree in public administration. If you don't know what public administration is, it is the field that affects what public policy does and tries to reach affected groups. So basically like a civil servant. I feel like I've been a servant my whole life. I've been the emotional support for everyone to lean on. I've been many people's saviors, but no one has been that for me. I personally don't need that. I am my own savior. And while I don't mind being someone's or people's support, I don't gain anything out of it. And I'd like to gain something for my hard work and gain something that's worth it. I believe in time and training. And I will be able to tell you right now that I am worth more than $60 an hour. But I have a bachelor's right now. And with the plan to get my master's degree, I don't think that my work is going to yield its worth. However, law is an opportunity for me to do this. And I like 
to get uh, my works of value. Law specifically, I am someone that every single time I take a career aptitude test, the Meyer-Briggs test, any astrology natal chart shit that happens, you know, I always get the positions of very smart people in authority and who get paid worth their work. So people like doctors, CEOs. Do I want to be a doctor? No. Do I want to be a CEO? No. So I want to be a lawyer sometimes because I like negotiation and I honestly flat out part of my passion in helping people I realized is more than just me giving people what they deserve but especially not letting people get taken advantage of I remember when I was in the fourth grade we would get these things called stallion bucks and we could use them to buy things we earned them for like good behavior or good grades and they'd be stapled to like a's and b's whatever and I remember I would write a contract for people buying things or loaning money. How did I know what loaning money was in the fourth grade? Like I vividly remember I had like a folder and I had everyone's names in alphabetical order. Why didn't I think of this sooner? I also used to have a pre-law concentration. So I in the past, really hated school. And I still hate school. Believe me when I say that. However, the type of hard work that I'm about to go through if I pursue my public administration master's degree, I'm gonna experience the hard work of struggling to find employment, struggling for a place to live. How can I afford all of that stuff? However, the hard work that law school has is different because they give you back your work in internships, in interviews, in social networking. Like, this is the type of career that would slide right in with my lifestyle. I also realized lawyers work long hours. And in the past, I was like, ew, I don't want to work long hours, blah, 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 blah. But I actually really struggle to enjoy leisure time. In my free time, I'm still researching still learning about something, applying to jobs, it's difficult for me to just relax and enjoy my free time. Let's say I'm on TikTok, right? I am a very political person. Politics is my hobby. It is also my major. It is also part of my career path, right? All of my social media is political. I can't escape it. So even in my free time, I am always actually learning something. I learned about um, the farmers in India a month before it hit like the news and everything like mainstream news because I was on TikTok and this girl just randomly DM'd me and told me to look it up and so I asked her to send me some resources and I did so career switch here I am going to law school in the fall in the meantime these next eight months are going to be me working doing this podcast buying professional clothing, and apartment hunting. I am very excited. Also, because this field has such a high repertoire, I can still practice self-expression. There are tattooed lawyers out there, and yeah, they're established, but they're lawyers that look like me. And 
I was also looking at why law school is hard. And for me, I think it'll be easier. I think I'll be stressed, but I don't think I personally will experience any major mental crash. I was watching this YouTube video. Actually, Rachel Diane, um, that's her name on YouTube. She is so badass. Um, she was basically saying that all of these kids are arriving with God complexes. And sometimes the professors are elitist as well. They can be. And grouped together... What happens is these kids have to forget everything that they know about being smart. Think about it. These were kids who literally dominated every single class. They spoke up in every single class. They were the ones to always do well, excel. Now they have to do that for five different classes. Now they're competing with 200 other kids in a classroom like them. And also, kids aren't used to being graded on a curve where only five students can receive an A. They're put in a situation where genuinely they are going for a limited item. Now, for real people are their competition. Is that This is one of the first times that people are their competition and they're having a personal interaction with them. It's not like a job interview. Sure, it's competition, but you don't know who your competition is. You don't know who the interviewees are. You don't know what you're going up against. However, this, you do. You see them perform. And oftentimes, their performance matches what they know because it's taught in a Socratic seminar style. You get cold called. You know, flat out the, pre- the professor will be like, hey, what happened in Berman v. Parker? <laughs> That's what really happened to me. But it's fine. Like, it's, I've had to go through that. It's fine. It's chill. It's whatever to me. Like, for me, I have come from such a deep place of insecurity that, I'm kind of okay with where I am right now. I know that I'm smart and I'm strong, but I also know that I ain't all that. I can be dumb sometimes, sometimes. And also I know that I can only compare myself to my past and where I would like to be, a measuring stick. I have been in the pattern of only being worried about myself and the things that I want. I'm not worried with what someone else wants even if they want the same thing they're just an extra matter in all of this to me what matters to me is what i can produce that is great not greater than or better but what is great the utmost of them all is great not better than nor greater than because if something was truly great there is no comparison that can be drawn upon it in my eyes I live my life in this aspect. I didn't graduate college in two years to be the best or powerful, most powerful person. I just want to live within my means in the time that I expect to. I think it's reasonable for me to want a house by the time I'm 26. You know, I should be getting out of law school by the time I'm 23. Be 24 by the time I pass the bar. The moral character exam, and I believe there's one more exam you have to take. I just can't remember. I'm not sure if you've all picked up on this, but my life centers around work. No, I don't mean working. I mean the work that I produce. And this is a very Arendtian concept. Once again, open your ears and listen the hell up. Hannah Arendt, remember her name, okay? Arendt, A-R-E-N-D-T. She was a German philosopher who escaped Nazi Germany and she wrote about totalitarianism. One thing she writes about is the concept of being successful. 
we get absolutely no personal fulfillment from just money alone. What we get fulfillment out of is the things we create and make on our own, whether those things are tangible or they're just ideas. Instead of letting what's happened to us prevent the work that we could produce, it could be used as a proponent or even a mold into your work. Arn compares this to the illustration of how a pearl is constructed. A pearl is formed with a brace of material called knacker, which sticks to the pearl to form it. And Hannah Arendt uses this pearl analogy for the things that happen to us. We labor to produce work and then we perform art. This forms art. So when we work for someone else, we take out the labor and work. That is what they are taking from us, but we are still conducting those actions. However, the art is not ours. It's someone else's. I don't want to do that in my life. I want to produce things that benefit me as well. For example, this podcast is my space to speak unapologetically, mainly for myself. I'm giving everyone else the opportunity to listen because I think it's helpful. I believe that if other people heard what I had to say in entirety, they would agree and adopt habits to make them happier. I like to see people taking my advice. In terms of my career, I cannot and will not have my work consist of me being a servant to someone else with compensation that I do not believe to be worth it. Therefore, if I'm working for someone else, I want my work to be worth it. Hence the path to being a lawyer, but it's more than money. I get to advise people on what to do because I know things that they don't. And they're trusting me and redirecting them to achieve what the structure around their desires looks like. Worry about the things you want. And genuinely, by focusing on yourself, not what other people are doing, what they have, and whether you have them as well. You are an individual. And sure, there there are basic concepts that everyone desires things, but they're tailored because we're all different. Of course, in the future, I want to have a relationship with a guy, but that doesn't mean currently. I find men to be part of just like an entertainment. And right now, entertainment in that sense is not a priority to me. I value productivity But that doesn't mean that everyone else will. And that's completely okay. Some people have the time to fill. Some people have the energy and they fill it up with that. That's completely fine. I personally just don't. (laughs) And if we looked at what other people did and tried to fill our voids in the same way or fill things that don't need to be, like how do I explain? There's It's like there's not any empty space that will benefit you to be filled and you try to fill it it's not going to work you're going to run in circles the old me would have stopped short from accomplishing many of the things that i did because i had the mentality that i wouldn't be able to do them unless i had what other people had and that's not true the way that someone lives their life is not the set standard between what you want what they want and what you both have money is everywhere It's constantly circulating. Love is abundant. People fall in love every day. Why would it not happen to a specific person, me or you? 
Property is everywhere. There's an abundance of land, housing. It may not be affordable to you right now, but one day it will be. Everything is within your reach. It just might be a longer stretch for some of us. And that's okay. At the end of the day, stop worrying about other people. And mind your business. It is significantly more productive than to constantly compare yourself to others. Or even just do it a little bit. Because even when I find myself doing it, I get bored. As soon as I start thinking about it, the thought fizzles out. It's like, I don't care because we are so starkly different. It doesn't matter. So, we are at the end of the episode. And I really wish that I could have questions to answer from you guys. Because I could jump in and give very specific advice. And also, it would add some time to the end of my podcast, which right now kind of sits between like, 23 and like 28 minutes right now so um yeah if you guys want longer episodes y'all should ask me some good questions oh my gosh i just pulled like an alex cooper (laughs) i'm not about to get copyrighted hell not girl that's all you that questions is call her daddy um not my original thought (sighs) you know in a regular conversation you can keep talking For only about five minutes on your own. That's a long time to talk. You know, and maybe I'll have guests on in the future. And so the podcast will eventually get longer. But guys should make suggestions about what the next episode could be about. But for now, I'm going to make an episode next for next week about different types of aids to help you keep sight of your goals. Like music, visualization methods, etc. It's important to maintain your motivation. You don't just have it, nor does it just come out of thin air. With that being said, it's been great talking with you all. Have a wonderful week and come back next Tuesday for another episode of Che Has to Say.